Life has its ups and downs. Our guests will share their story and their journey through life. They'll share the struggles they hit and how they pivot in a way to come out stronger and better than before. Growing up, we are taught there is one way of life that essentially creates our life's checkmark. You have a choice to go in any direction you desire. As you listen to our guest, you're encouraged to look at your life and the checkmark you created in your mind and readjust if needed after listening to some of the incredible stories told. This is the Life's Checkmark Podcast, and I'm your host, John Emery. Welcome to our show today. With me, I have Caitlin, and I met Caitlin through a Facebook group, and we were talking about podcasting and stuff, and she has an interesting story that she wanted to share with others and her struggles in life and you know how other people might be able to handle what they might go through if they're going through the same thing. Or maybe they can seek help in some area, you know, that she she experienced as well. Um, so, Caitlin, I'm just going to start off where you could just share, you know, some information about yourself. And then we can dive into the struggles you had, you know, growing up. And we'll start from that. All right. So, I'm just going to explain this the way it was explained to me. I was... I was born completely blind. My my optic nerve did not form right. And the way this was explained to me is picture a rope. And you know what the end of a rope looks like before you cut it. It's all yeah. nice and clean and put together. Well, look at the end of that same rope again after you cut it. And you've got, you know, little fibers going everywhere. It's all frayed out and messed up. And yeah, that's kind of what my optic nerve did. So it doesn't, it essentially just doesn't work. And so, so there's no way to fix that or remedy it in any way, right? Right. Okay. So you were blind from being born, you know, at birth and. Yeah, right. <clears throat> growing up, I, I don't know, you know, you'll have to share with us, you know, what that kind of experience is. Um you're not being able to see anything, but I would imagine your senses, the other senses got stronger and uh, you know, how you dealt with your surroundings and, you know, communicating with people. Uh, Yeah. Just, if you just want to touch on some stuff like that and, and just explain how maybe it was tough for you to, you know, I guess, start figuring things out and, and how to get around. Yeah, when I was little, I was running into things all the time. I crashed into, let's just say if it was there, I crashed into it. I have mm-hmm. tripped over tree roots. Uh, I think I even tripped over my own foot about 10 million times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as far as your other senses, a lot of people say you kind of get super senses. And I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um I think in some, I think some people do have, you know, heightened senses on, on occasion, but more of it is, you know, you just have to use them more. So you're better able to, you know, pick things up that people who don't rely on them would miss. Mm-hmm. So did you, did you find yourself like hearing things that other people wouldn't hear or something like that? Uh, yeah, sometimes, especially those little mosquito repellers that people are not supposed to be able to hear. Oh my God, you're not missing out. 
Is that the ones that zap the bugs? Uh, the little ultrasonic things that humans are not supposed to be able to oh, hear. They're okay. supposed to drive them crazy, so they leave you alone. Yeah. You can hear Ow. something from that, huh? It hurts badly. Yeah. Interesting. That, what, what, kind of like what age did you you kind of hear something like that? Um, Actually, those those came in a little bit later. They didn't come in until after I got my first phone because the first one I knew about was on an app. Mm-hmm. But everyone had always told me that my hearing would be better than the average person. And I really didn't believe them until I ran into that obnoxious noise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I guess it might be hard to subscribe or I'm not subscribe. Hard to describe uh, to me to, I guess, explain exactly what that is. And so, cause I never heard that. But, the well, only what, way what, I can. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nope. I was just going to ask you, what could you say? It could be maybe. Um, the only thing I can think of is picture those old uh, tube televisions and that little sound that they make while they're running, mm. only at a much, much, much higher frequency and much louder. Okay. <laughs> so that's got to be pretty annoying, huh? Very. Yeah. Uh, all right. So so you were growing up and obviously dealing with uh, not being able to see anything. And, you know, I know you mentioned to me a couple of times in our conversations about the educational system, education system and how that was tough for you. And, you know, we didn't dive into it too much. But would you mind sharing with us, like, you know, some stories that you dealt with growing up, uh, going through that? And, you know, how hard it was for somebody. Well, first of all, I never had half the stuff I needed from day one. They were Mm -hmm. supposed to get my textbooks in Braille and things like that. And I never saw them. I still can't read a map. I can't read most kinds of graphs when it comes to math. I because I never learned that. And I to this day struggle with reading aloud because I was never taught. And was that like something you just say that, you know, where you were going that was the issue? Or did you find this like a, you know, regional or, you know, across the nation, maybe? It's it's really hard to say. I've heard some people have had the same experience and I've had others who haven't. So I guess it just depends on where you're where you are and the staff at from school to school and whether they actually want to do anything. Mm-hmm. So what. For you, what kind of school would you say it was that you didn't get that help? Um, I went to I went to a couple of different schools, but the one I went to for most of the time I was in school was the real problem. Uh, they didn't want to help me with anything. They expected me to get perfect grades without squat in terms of resources. Mm-hmm. And I would get into so much trouble if I missed something up. It was it was awful. It was like they expected a supercomputer instead of a human. And w- so, just for a frame of reference, what like what what year or so are we looking at? Uh, probably up to about 2012 because that's when I finally got up, gave out, finally gave up, got out of there, and went to a new school. If I can mm. use English today, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're doing fine, but uh, so you struggled through school, and I mean, besides maps and graphs, is, is there anything else that you 
would say that you didn't learn from school? Um, let me see. Like I said, I, I still can't half read aloud to this day. And I was not allowed to use the shorthand form of Braille that is supposed to make it easier on your hands. Mm -hmm. Because here's one of the things with Braille. If you're typing out hard copy Braille, the device you use, it's as noisy as a typewriter, but requires like twice to three times the force to push down the keys. And if you're typing on that all day, well, you can imagine what's going to happen to your hands. Yeah, and stuff. Um, so is that what you use? You use like a typewriter to, to create a Braille writing? Not, not so much anymore. That's another thing they wouldn't let me do is learn how to use a computer. Mm. But like I said, once I got out of there, that issue was remedied quickly. I taught myself to type in one afternoon. Okay. Uh, on a computer. Yeah. And then, and then what happens there? Uh, does a computer read it back to you or something so you can understand what you typed? Uh, yes. Um, every computer out there actually comes with software for that. Some of them are better than others. If you really want one that actually works, get an Apple computer. Gotcha. <laughs> so Apple's better for this, huh? Yes. Uh, all right. So, <clears throat> so you're, You've learned a lot on your own. I mean, what would you say to people that might be, you know, the young kids or whatever the parents of these kids going through? What would you say? What would you say for these people that are going through it now? You know, how they can help themselves or find other kind of assistance? Um, really, the Internet is your best friend if you're looking for other assistance but the the thing i've always said is you are your best advocate and in the case if it's you know your kid you're your kid's best advocate and just listen to them if they say they're not getting something they need well they're not getting it and you need to do something about it so yeah so listen to your kid right exactly yeah so did you did you express stuff to your parents yes and it unfortunately ended there because the school system wouldn't listen. I even had a teacher think it was cool to make fun of me in front of the entire class and a visitor because I couldn't copy the drawing that was up on the board. Really? Yes. And th this is a public school, I would assume? Yes. Yeah. Did anything happen there? <laughs> um, the superintendent accused me of being a liar and they wouldn't do anything. Oh, beautiful. That's great. So, so I, it was it this situation that pushed you out of the school, out of the school with your parents then? Yes, it was, it was having to deal with that teacher that we finally gave up and we're like, you know what, we're going to find a new school. We had to go out of County, but we found somewhere that wasn't a total pain. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm just curious, you know, is there schools like special out there for people that are blind? There are, but I would recommend not touching them with a 10-foot pole. And why would you say that? They, I don't know if they all have them, but the one in our state had a short-term program when I was in school that you could go for, you know, a week or so at a time. I think they set up to 12 weeks a year, and the week I went, they literally tried to kill me. They tried to kill you? They believe that you should never tell someone that there's a door about to come at their face.
face. And they got really upset with me for being very careful on this very weird set of stairs they had that I'd never been on in my life. So so they weren't guiding you? They were just letting you just find out the hard way? They expected us to, you know, we, we have our canes and things like that, but they expected us to know the building by heart the day we got there. Yeah. And this they, is a dedicated school for blind people. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, is that they like don't train people to let they don't train people to say, uh, there's a door coming at your face. Look, I'd do that anyway if, if the person behind me had 2020 vision. Mm-hmm. They just let go of the door, and if you don't catch it, well, that's on you. Okay. That don't sound good at all. No, those hurt. Yeah. And so did other students that you were with kind of express the same thing? Most of the people I was around were used to it, in effect, because they'd been sent there their whole lives. Okay. But that's not something I feel like you should be getting used to. Right. Now, how long were you there for? I left after a week because I wasn't about to put up with it. Gosh, <laughs> I wouldn't put up with it either. Wow. Uh, all right. So so you struggled. Uh, what, I, you said it was like 2012 you were done. And then, so, like, what age would that put you at? Uh, 13, 14, 13, 14, depending on the year I was finishing elementary school. I started high school in 13. Okay. Oh, right, but that's, that, that's when you <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So that's, but that's when you stepped out of school and you, you were home then and, and started learning stuff on your own. No, that, that's when we finally found a school that would actually listen. Okay. So then you were there till you graduated, I guess? Well, I was there for a year and a half, and then I came back in county for my last three years of high school. I had a little bit of trouble the first year I was back because the aide they hired was a total idiot. Mm -hmm. And what kind of trouble did you have there? Well, the this woman just would not listen to anything I would say because by this time I knew what I needed and she would she was just not listening. She would not let me take care of myself and she wouldn't pay attention. Let okay. I don't know what's worse. Having a door let go of in front of your face or having someone deliberately walk you into a pole. Well, what would you say is worse? I don't know, because neither <laughs> of them feel all that good. Right. Right. But I mean, so, but I mean, this is like the whole, your whole life almost like struggling with the education system. Yeah. I, I wasn't exactly given a break most of the time. When, once stupid people were out of the equation, it was better, but. Mm -hmm. And so now you're home, right. And, and you're, learning some stuff on your own. I, I can tell by how we've communicated the last time we talked. Um, what are, what I, I know technology has probably been a huge help for a lot of people and other, you know, with other disabilities and stuff, but um, what, what would you say is the best thing that you found to help you communicate or learn stuff that you couldn't learn in school? I'd say the best thing that happened to me in that department was getting my first iPhone. Okay. I got my first iPhone in 2011, and that's when we found out about most of this stuff because someone at the cell phone store mentioned it. Uh, Once I stuff? got a hold of that and 
learned how to use the internet, it was just bam. Gotcha. So, so how, how does that work for, for you? Like what, what, what is it providing for you to help you? Well, literally everything that, at least everything that comes with the phone natively talks to you. Um, it's actually a setting on your phone that you can turn on and have it read everything back to you. Okay, so you search something on the internet and it, it reads you what's on that page. And yeah, every time you touch the screen, it will it will talk to you. Okay, all right. I'm asking because I don't know. You know, what I mean, I I never sure I never played with it. Yeah, um, and I'm sure a bunch of other people haven't either. And you know, that kind of accessibility, I'm sure is. Oh, it's, it's always been there. It's just not many people play with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's been there since, um, I think, 2005 for Mac computers and 2009 for the iPhone and iPod and all that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Hey, <clears throat> I know you and I had a conversation with, um, you're, you're talking to me about Reddit. And would you mind just sharing with everybody, you know, what, what Reddit does for you personally? And then, you know why you're getting frustrated or upset with what they're deciding to do. I think in August, you mentioned to me. Uh, Reddit has a lot of useful communities. Um, in my case, I'm really big into Jeopardy and they have this awesome Jeopardy community that's been helping me because I'm training to be a contestant. Mm -hmm. And what they decided to do is they rather abruptly announced that they were going to start charging for their um what they call their api and that's the way that other sites and other apps can get can grab their data and use it this is a problem because the reddit website and all of their apps do not have accessibility built into them at all they're just a disaster so right now and, they have something. Um, they they've effectively broken most of most of the stuff. Um, they gave like literally three apps an exemption under some very vague terminology of being accessibility focused, and those could be cut out from under us at any time. Mm -hmm. Because they did not give anything in writing, they did not make a binding agreement with these app developers. So I, I'm I'm just gonna dive in a little further here. So Reddit is would you consider a search engine or a web page? I think it's a little bit of both because they're they've got all the stuff that you can look for, but you can also just click into a community and go down an internet rabbit hole, just click, 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 click. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I've I played with it a few times, but I never really jumped into it a lot. So then would you say, I mean, you're on Reddit on your iPhone or whatever, it, and it, it's reading back to you what what's on there? Thanks to the app that I have, yeah, it would read to me. If I was trying to use the website or their app, I would get zero. Okay. And and that is that the, the problem that you're having with them now because they're, they've decided not to do it anymore? Um, they've cut off access to all but three of the third-party apps that we were using and those three could get cut off at any time if they think their accessibility has advanced far enough that we mm. don't need them anymore the problem with that is they have repeatedly demonstrated their lack of 
care about accessibility. They have blown us off several times, at least over the years I've been there. And some people said it was worse before I got there. Is it? Do you, do you know why they're, they're willing to just cut it off? Um, they want more money. Is yeah. basically what it boils down to. They want more money. Yeah. The the apps is that right? Yeah they they're cutting all the apps off because people are using these other apps that offer a better experience and Reddit isn't getting any money off of them. Oh, okay. So I, I, I get it now. So Reddit wanted everybody to use their apps, but there's all these other apps that were created and everybody's jumping to them. So, and so they're just cutting them off from being able to read what's on Reddit. Yeah. Like I said, which is a problem in this case, because the Reddit app is a piece of junk where accessibility is concerned. Gotcha. And they've not really demonstrated any initiative to fix it. They they keep talking, talking, talking these days about how they're going to fix it. But we're the consensus in the blind community is they're just trying to do damage control. That way they don't get sued. Yeah. I get it. All right. Well, that's unfortunate that it might go down that that way. Is there something else or another like um website or group like that that you can join that would that you would find some kind of benefit that has the communities that I use currently. No, mm-hmm. um, we're looking at like Lemmy and stuff like that, that can integrate with Mastodon, but until a lot of communities move themselves over, it's going to be kind of frustrating. Okay. And is that, what is that another like Reddit? It's, it's kind of like Reddit, but it's what, what we call decentralized, which means, if one server screws up, you just get up and move to another one. And you can still interact with everything anyway. Okay. And right. it's, it's kind of like Reddit. For, it's kind of like the Mastodon approach to Reddit. It's kind of, kind of like to Reddit what Mastodon is to Twitter. Okay. All right. And so, I've already been thrown out of Twitter for similar stupid reasons. For what do you mean thrown out of? Twitter pulled the same move before Reddit did and killed off all the clients and let's just say the Twitter app since they fired their entire accessibility team went down the toilet basically mm. okay all right yeah so are you finding a lot more it sounds like a lot more companies or whatever are just dropping it for whatever reason they decide to drop it I guess because of revenue they just want to make the money are you finding any others besides that that you might have heard of um, I've been looking the the best options we're getting right now is the stuff linked to things like Mastodon that have that goes through the decentralized approach. But since most of them are new, there's not a lot of software for them yet. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> I you know, it sounds like you you've gotten gotten a lot better with everything that you've been using. And you're trying to teach yourself all this new stuff. And, you know, I know you, you mentioned you have a podcast or two, you know, and you're trying to grow things. So, I mean, that's a whole new avenue, you know, other people can go down and try to figure things out. What, what, what is it that you're trying to learn right now that is a struggle for you? Um, Right now, the the big thing is, you know, like like I said, migrating off of Reddit 
excited. And also, I'm trying to get my YouTube channel into a place where I can monetize and that kind of stuff. And is that a struggle for you because you, you're blind or is it just, a, you know, you're just trying to learn and navigate that way? Um, it's kind of a pain because a lot of the content I produce is blindness specific. And there are so many short-sighted people out there that if it doesn't look pretty, they won't click it. Okay. So, all right. So, so what is, what, what is your channel based off of? What, I mean, what are you trying to do? It's a lot of gaming related stuff. And the way that works is the games are based on sound instead of video. Okay. All right. So it's a totally different twist for YouTube because it's all audio than video. Yeah. Some of them have a video component, but most of them don't. Okay. But there's, there's really not another platform out there that I could use to, you know, put these playthroughs up and actually have people be able to find them. All right. Um, can can you explain like what what you are trying to do? And you know, uh, you know, I know you have a passion for something, and you could just share that with everybody. And then what you're trying to grow, and you know, where you're looking to take it from there. So, when a lot of people actually ask me about my games and stuff like that, and basically the way they work is. Okay, say you're playing one of those games where you have to, you know, take out the enemies and stuff like that. Well, in in a game like this, instead of you being able to see the enemy on the screen, you can hear them through your headphones, like, walking away from you. Like, they'll go from left, from in your left ear to in the middle to in your right ear. Okay, so somebody's watching this, or they're clicking on your video that you have on youtube and it's just audio right and you have headphones on or whatever and you're listening to it right and i try to have a little banner that goes across the screen that says that the game doesn't have any visuals because i get asked that all the time people are like where are the visuals and i'm like they don't exist and they're like what do you mm. mean they don't exist <laughs> interesting i i'm gonna have to just check it out and see what it's like so uh see what you're doing because it, it's different it's definitely different than i've ever heard of before so what got you inter interested in doing something like this it honestly it looked like it would be fun and i was i wanted to help some people with a new game that had just come out that i played because a lot of people were getting stuck and mm -hmm. i wanted to help so are so it's for fun and you're and you're trying to teach people things or yeah, I try to help people out and kind of engage with the community and have some fun into the bargain. Okay. And so who who who's the main audience that you're trying to reach out to? Well, it's kind of it's kind of a mixed approach. I'm trying to help people that already play these things, but I'm also trying to educate people that don't know that these exist. Okay. All right. And how how are you trying to get people to get to your channel and check these audio videos out. Well, pretty much anytime something goes up, I'm plastering links all over social media. Well, everywhere that I can actually post. Okay. And you have a good Probably following. The... 
go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, that's okay. I just asked if you had a good following so far. Um, I've got at my last check, I've got 471 subscribers on YouTube. I'm trying to get to 500 because once I get to 500, I can apply for the partner program. Okay. And then I can give my audience little treats and things like that because they've been begging me for super chat since day one. For what? For super chat. I do a lot I do a lot of live streaming and these people they wanna they want a super chat. Basically they want to pay to have the little text to speech, read their message and do stupid stuff. Oh, okay. But and you can't do anything till you get to five hundred for that. Right. YouTube has it set so that if you don't meet a certain set of requirements, you can't get into their partner program. Gotcha. All right. And you only need like less than 30 people, it sounds like, right? Yeah. 29 at last check. I haven't checked it in a few hours since I signed off for the day. <laughs> All right. All right. That's cool. So, <clears throat> Caitlin, uh, can you share with us? And I'll, I'll put it all in the notes and stuff, whatever you have to say, and you can send it to me too. But could you share how people can connect with you, uh, whether it's about your YouTube channel or to talk about, you know, going, growing up, you know, being blind or whatever, you know, however you can help people in any way? Uh, sure, that that's not a problem. I actually have an email address specifically for people to get a hold of me for stuff. Um. And in terms of finding me for more content, basically, if you go online and search under the evil chocolate cookie, you're going to find something. Evil chocolate cookie. Okay. <laughs> but um, if people want to get a hold of me, they can use um, the email address I set up. It's just the evil chocolate cookie. And that's all one word, no caps or anything like that at gmail.com. Okay. And There's really no point in... There's really no point in giving my Twitter handle or anything like that because I don't use it anymore. Okay. And what about your YouTube channel? Um, it's just it's just at the it's just under the evil chocolate cookie. If you punch the evil chocolate cookie into the YouTube search box, it'll pop right up. Gotcha. I I okay. can text you a link if you feel like that would be better. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and I'll put it in the show to notes. Trying to read one stuff. out here would kind of mess with some heads. All right, <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Um, listen, I, I appreciate you sharing what you went through growing up and, you know, coming on and sharing your story and where you plan on going uh, from now into the future. I have one question I ask all my guests, and it's what are the three key things you've learned to use along your journey? Number one is you're you're always going to be your best advocate. Number two is just don't give up on whatever you're trying to do. It might get frustrating. You might be tempted, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And number three is just try to have fun as much as you can with your life, because that's really going to help out with pretty much anything you deal with. If you can try to find some kind of fun to be had, you'll be good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, being happy and pursuing something that you're passionate about. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing, you know. So, yeah, th there's a three great key things you've learned. So, yeah, uh, I I appreciate coming on and sharing what you had to go through. And, you know, I wish you the best of luck for where your channel is going. 
And uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for taking your time listening to Life's Checkmark. If you like this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And we'll see you next time.